You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. And to actively participate in receiving the spirit of Acts 2 this weekend on Pentecost, it means to care about the concrete well-being of those who are being harmed in our society today. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 471. Our title this week is Pentecost and a Spirit of Justice. And our lectionary gospel reading this week, uh, there's two of them. They're both from the Gospel of John. Now, we considered the second reading from John a few weeks ago, but uh, we're going to look at it again briefly here this week. First, John 7, 37 through 39, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. And then the second one is from John 20, 19-23. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So this this uh, coming weekend is Pentecost, the, the festival commemorating when the Spirit was poured out on the first Jesus followers, and they developed in the story the ability to communicate Jesus' teachings in other languages. And languages are not the only differences among members of our human family. We also have cultural differences, political, social, economic differences. What could it mean today for the Spirit to enable us to understand one another, especially as we listen to those that our present systems do the most harm. Let's consider the passage in John 7 first. The, the first thing that jumps out to me in, in, in this passage is the, the Johannine community's protognostic tendency to devalue, once again, the material, concrete, and physical realities in which people suffered. So here, again, if anyone's thirsty, let's not dig a well or find out who's stopping the community from receiving clean drinking water. Let's promise them an ethereal spirit instead. In John, Jesus' state execution, remember, it, it 
It liberated his spirit from his material body. Through the death and resurrection, Jesus was thereby glorified or, or transformed. This was the moment when Jesus' spirit was freed in the Gospel of John from the concrete, lowly embodiment and was adorned with its inherent splendor. At this time, the community believed the spirit was given to the protonostic Jesus followers so they too could follow Jesus on this path, on the way to the same kind of, of spiritual liberation. And as I've, I've said repeatedly over the last few weeks, much of Western Christianity today is more Gnostic than it realizes. A lot of people skim through what I just said and, and, and say, you know what's wrong with that and but 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 again um whenever we prioritize the afterlife over the here and now or we prioritize the spiritual like like saving someone's soul over setting them free from the material harm that they're they're working to survive from is from socially politically economically or even interpersonal systems we're doing we're following in this same gnostic path and i want to contrast this with the jesus we find in the synoptic gospels in mark's matthews and and luke's version of the jesus story their version of jesus is much more concerned with the material experience of people in his society in mark 8 for example just one example when the multitude was hungry the synoptic gospels the synoptic jesus it, it, that Jesus didn't offer them spiritual food or use food as a metaphor for his teachings. He stopped teaching and fed them literal loaves and fish. In, in, in Mark 10, seeing the wealth disparity in his community and noticing the poor and how they suffered in a system that created winners and losers, he told an affluent man to literally sell his superfluous possessions and give the proceeds to the poor. Jesus didn't simply point the, the poor toward the spiritual wealth of knowing him or, or the gnosis as it would be in John. And I believe we don't have to choose between the spiritual over the material. Again, this is not an either or. I believe we can, and I think we ha must, have to have a, a, a healthy balance of both. We need a holistic, life-giving interpretation of what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, we need a, a an interpretation where people's spiritual well-being is connected to their physical, material, emotional, psychological, economic, political and social well-being. If we don't have, if if we don't have to emphasize any of these um, to the exclusion of the others, then then we 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 reach for that balance. A more Jewish view of Jesus would have, it would, unlike the the Gospel of John, it would have preserved his concern with liberating the whole person bodily and spiritually, in whatever aspect of their lives they experienced harm. So as Jesus followers today, again, we must 
guard against the notion that only saving a person's soul for eternity is important. That's not what Jesus teaches in our sacred stories. And yet our Christian history is littered with examples of a a Christian religion about Jesus that cared more about saving people for eternity than creating a better world in the here and now where people are saved from from the hell they're already enduring. But but like the water in the story of the woman at the well in John, um, the verse in this week's reading, these these they just have a Gnostic bent to them. The water of life or or the spirit is the, the special gnosis or the knowledge that sets the believer on a path that will culminate in, in their own spirit being glorified once it's released from its fleshly housing at death. And I understand where the Johannine community was coming from on this. But but today, we need a much more balanced understanding of what it means to follow Jesus or to live in him. And one way to redeem this passage is, as the lectionary does, is connected to John, where Jesus breathes the Spirit onto the apostles after the resurrection. Today, I think we too can inhale this spirit and exhale justice, liberation, and life. Think about how in Luke's gospel, the spirit that Jesus is imparting to his followers in John, think about how that spirit was manifested on Jesus himself in Luke 4, 18 through 19. It says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, the recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now, here once again, we have to be careful not to spiritualize away this this passage. The, the, the poor here are the economically poor. In both Isaiah and Luke, the writers spoke of those who were actually poor in their economic systems of their day. The prisoners are those who were literally, not merely metaphorically, but literally in need of liberation and justice. The blind were those who were in a Roman cell, a hole dug in the ground that was so dark that they they physically could not see their hands in front of their faces. The oppressed are not experiencing some mystical or, or spiritual oppression, but are the actual marginalized, the subjugated, the oppressed, uh, seeking just to live their daily lives. And finally, the year of the Lord's favor. It wasn't someone's warm and fuzzy assurance deep inside that God liked them. The year of the Lord's favor was a Jewish reference to the literal year of Jubilee when all economic debts would be forgiven and canceled. And maybe you too still feel the pull to, to, to spiritualize that list from both Isaiah and Luke here, as so many Christians have done before us. But what if we lean away from a Gnostic response to this list and instead interpret it literally and materially. How could 
taking Luke 4's spirit literally affect us? And to actively participate in receiving the spirit of Acts 2 this weekend on Pentecost, it means to care about the concrete well-being of those who are being harmed in our society today. It means to care about LGBTQ people who are still being marginalized both within and outside of our faith-based communities. It means to proclaim in solidarity that black lives really do matter, that trans kids' lives matter, that children in our schools are of greater value to us than our freedom to own an AR-15, that the well-being of people migrating across our borders and our coasts is a priority. Who else? Think about it, would be included if Luke 4 were to be rewritten in our social context today. So, on this year's Pentecost, what can it mean for us in our context to inhale the same spirit being breathed on the disciples in the gospel readings this week? How will it manifest itself in our lives, in our focus on justice? How will that spirit be exhaled? What will it look like for us to breathe in? in and breathe out Jesus's gift of the Spirit, a love that manifests itself in a faith that works justice and an exhaling that is life-giving to those around us. So this Pentecost, may this same Spirit that blew on the primordial waters of our sacred creation stories blow once again today, spawning life and life-giving things into our relationships with ourselves, our relationships with others as well as our relationship with the uh, divine. Heart group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, what does the spirit showing up and manifesting itself as activity in injustice work, what does that mean for you? Share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening, to this podcast, please take a moment this week to like and subscribe to this podcast through whatever podcast platform that you use. And, and if this is an option, please consider taking some time to give us a review there. That helps others find our podcast as well. And also, I, I want to again remind you that we're partnering each week with uh, the new weekly YouTube show called Just Talking each week. Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the gospel lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love and inclusion and uh, societal justice. And our hope is that our talking will be just talking as injustice and that during our brief conversation each week, you'll also be inspired to do more than just talking. So if you teach from the lectionary each week or if you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of society, 
societal justice. Check it out. You might like it. You can find Just Talking each week on YouTube at uh, youtube.com at Herb and Todd Just Talking. Please like, subscribe, hit the notification button, leave us a comment there. And if you'd like to reach us here at Renewed Heart Ministries through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. My new book, Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now also available at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week.